Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, super excited to be talking to Nathaniel Peterson, uh, a pitcher in the Brewers organization. Nathaniel, how's it going, man? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm glad we finally were able to get this uh, get this going and stuff. I know I was talking before we hit record of uh, the crazy Southwest issues that you were having throughout the holidays and all the craziness that came along with that. But uh, glad we were able to get this on. Uh, speaking of the holidays, like how were your holidays, man? Oh, they're pretty good. Um, got to see my family, mm-hmm. um, even though the majority of my family is down in Phoenix anyways, which is kind of a coincidence. But yeah. um, it was pretty good. How about yourself? Man, it was great. Like I ate so much food, uh, and I tell yeah. myself, I mean, which is fine. Like it's 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 expected, right? But I tell myself every year, like, all right, next year, I'm gonna cut it back. Nah, it's, there's no chance. <laughs> every year, every year, it's just like, all right, I gotta drop some weight before I go home. Legitimately, I eat a bunch. <laughs> Legit, dude. Like I think I lost like 10, 15 pounds, and in my head, I'm thinking, I'm doing the math. Like, all right, if I drop 15. I can gain five to 10 and still be all right. You know, it's like I did, <laughs> yeah. that, that mental math. That's kind of how I was going home, especially for like Thanksgiving too is the same yeah. way for me. What is like, uh, what's your favorite like holiday, man? I know it's not even the holidays anymore. It's January, but it's, it's snowing here in Wisconsin. So I guess it's close enough. Uh, what's your favorite like holiday, man? Um, I would say probably Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. It's just more of just like the type of atmosphere that I get to go whenever I go home. Cause I'm a huge hunter. Okay. And it's kind of like usually is the only time I really can go down and go hunting. Yeah. Um, because of just the way college ball was yep, and stuff. Yep. Um, but now that I have as much time in the off season, I'm going to have to start playing a little bit more, but oh yeah, we'll figure it out. What do you, what do you hunt for? And I don't hunt, but I've talked to so many guys who have like, um, I, I need to get into it, but what do you hunt? Um, specifically deer. Okay. Um, I'm a huge deer hunter, deer hunter. Um, that's what I love doing. I'll go to my grandpa's farm or grandpa's property and go out there with me and my grandpa. Hopefully my dad comes out sometime, mm-hmm. but he never really does. But Is he not a big hunter? Um, not really. He says he likes it, but he, I got it from my grandpa. That's yeah. where all my hunting came from. Cool. Um, are you a bow hunter or like rifle? Rifle. Okay. Rifle. I've tried bow hunting. I just, I got to still get better at it. Yeah. I've never gone. And like, I live in the Midwest now and I say this all the time. Like I'm going to start hunting. It's on my bucket list to do. Um, Cause I like literally like all around me, I live by hunters, but uh, it's, uh, it's on the bucket list. <laughs> yeah. I, I like grouse hunting too. So mm. if that's something like grouse hunting is pretty fun. If you go up there, where do you live in the Midwest? Like uh, Wisconsin. About- so I'm, I'm not too, I'm not too far from um, Appleton where, Hopefully you'll be here within the next year or so um, for high A. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's here in Wisconsin. That's a great place to be for hunting, especially. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And if you, like I said, I'm here not too far from Appleton. Once you get over here, hopefully sooner than later, I'm definitely, we'll have to chop it up in person sometime. Like I said, I, I go there all the time, not too far, about an hour, 10 so minutes. Um, but let's get into your story, man. Nate Peterson, like you, you drafted in the eighth round by the Milwaukee Brewers. That's good. You tell me. Um, like where does your baseball story start? Cause I mean, I'm looking at your high school stats, dude. And like number six overall in Minnesota, number one pitcher in the state. Um, where does your story begin? Well, my story began, um, I mean, it started a long time ago, but, um, uh, in high school wise, uh, I didn't really know that baseball was going to be my thing until mm. about sophomore year. Um, and it was just kind of of one of those things that all of a sudden like I went to one of those PBR events my sophomore yeah. year and I've never been gone before that I was never I never knew how hard I threw oh, I wow. never really was interested yeah and then I went to one with uh, MASH baseball club the one that I grew up playing for and uh next thing you know I was 84 85 Jeez. and um my coach was like yeah you might like you told my dad you might have to start thinking ba- taking baseball a little more seriously because yeah. your son's got a chance at that point were you and, not taking it too seriously like was it just something you did for fun no it was more of like my family like i love baseball mm-hmm. i took it seriously like personally yeah. i did but it just wasn't really like my family wasn't really like my mom especially i remember her like i had my first college recruitment and my, my mom goes oh wow this is actually happening and and i'm like yeah mom i'm going to college for baseball yeah baseball like you gotta start getting that in your head and 
Um, so it was like since sophomore year, and I made it a goal of mine to uh, go to a school, a dream school, and mm-hmm. I just kept pushing myself. I kept going, and I think it was like junior year when I had another velo jump, and I was like 87 to 90, um, and I was just throwing really well. But high school, like high school ball, mm-hmm. was kind of a weird ride for me. Interesting. Why is that? Um, summer ball, summer ball, not so much, but like the varsity side of things. Um, because my junior year, I was a reliever. Okay. And I was one of the harder throwers on the team. And um, I didn't really, obviously, I was told, like, I'm not quite ready yet for varsity, but yeah. I thought I was there. I thought I was ready. But I was a starting first baseman. And oh, I wow. was okay. on varsity as, since sophomore year. Did you like first, first base baseman. better than pitching? Or was pitching like your thing? Pitching was my thing. Okay. I knew I was good at it. Um, my summer coach kept telling me, like, you're not going to be hitting much longer. You're going to be pitching more <laughs> yeah. than you are going to be hitting. And I just kept telling him, like, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I hit pretty well in my junior year and um, kind of solidified myself as a starting first baseman. But I really wanted to be a starting pitcher um, because relieving is just – I liked it. I mean, I did it in college too, but I was just like, it's just not – I don't get to be me in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, it's just not what I like to do as much. Um, obviously it's still pitching and I love it. Um, but then it wasn't until my senior year that I had another, um, kind of just like a, I got stronger, got better over the off season. Um, and then before my senior year started, that's when my dream school reached out to me and, um, I went to their camp, which was Oklahoma state. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had other schools recruiting me and, um, I had help from, a bunch of family, a bunch of guys that were helping me with the whole recruiting process. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when, like, I wanted to go to Oklahoma State really bad because that takes me way back before sophomore year when my yeah. grandpa used to just talk to me all the time about Oklahoma State and how great it was. And my family, like my uncle, my aunt, my grandpa, I think there's my uncle's brother's all went to Oklahoma State. So you're like, just like a legacy there. step foot on that campus. It's just like, yeah, it's just like one of those things where my family went there and they bled orange. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, well, that's going to be my dream school. And it was a college town and that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. It was a college town, get that college experience. Yep, yep. And um, I obviously fell in love with the campus. I love the campus and it was awesome. But mm-hmm. my senior year, right before it started, I got my opportunity when I went to one of their camps and, um, I told my grandpa, my family were all happy. My dad was super happy. Like I was getting my dream school and mm-hmm. I was in cloud nine that day. And, um, but then my senior year came along for high school varsity and Oklahoma state. When I committed there, it kind of, I don't know if it surprised people in a sense, cause I never really talked about my recruitment at all to mm-hmm. anybody. Um, the only people that really knew were my club teams and then, um, my close friends around me. Um, and then obviously my family, but I never really talked about it with the high school team or my high school coach even, um, because we didn't really have a close bond quite yet. Mm. Um, and then my senior year came along and we went down to Florida and we played in, uh, ESPN, oh, nice. the ESPN stadium. Yeah. And then we played in the Disney world area. Yeah. The Rays are going to really be there this like, for spring training. The Rays got that spot because yeah. of the hurricanes. And yeah. Stuff, I, but yeah. It's pretty sick. Yeah, that's what uh, I was just training with another Rays guy. Um, he said the Rays are going to be down there. Who do you train with? Um, his name's Austin. Austin, what? He was with me. Oh, Vernon. Crap. He's from. He's from North Carolina. Okay, so it's not Austin um, Vernon. Is he a really, North really, Carolina really South tall Carolina. guy? Like super tall, yes, long he's hair, really, really tall. That's my guy. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. He was there. He was just with me for a week, and we were. We're just training because he's in town. Uh, I think he was with his girlfriend. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. Um, but um, he told told me about that Rays are going to be yep, out there, yep. and I heard about like the whole stuff. But we went down there for um, the trip. It was just like a high school kind of like a bonding trip, and I went out there and I pitched extremely well, and I all of a sudden I was like low nines. Wow. Um, and velocity wise. And the coach is like, yeah, you're going to be like, hey, we had a coach's meeting before the year. And he's like, yeah, you're going to be our, our number one. That's crazy. What was that go- kind of? Like, originally, I was, like, was going to be the two or three. And then oh. he's like, say that again. 
Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I was what what was that emotion like, or like what was the mental switch for you switching from like um, being a reliever? Now you're being like the number one guy on a team that uh, was pitching really well, and your team was doing really well. Um, it. I mean, it wasn't really a much of a mental switch because I wanted it so bad. I yeah. envisioned it in myself. Um, it was just more of like, wow, it's happening. Here it is. Um, because like once I committed Oklahoma State, I knew there was going to be a lot of expecting from me. Um, not only when I get to Oklahoma State, but uh, on the team as, as a high school player, um, because I also had another guy that was committed to TCU. Um, it was our catcher. Hmm. And so we were kind of like the – they call us the big 12 battery in Minnesota. Yeah. And it was kind of a cool thing that he was really good. And then um, obviously I, I thought myself as pretty good, but yeah. we had a really good high school team going into my senior year. And I was determined to win state that year and it didn't pan out. Um, we got to this quarterfinals and mm-hmm. it just didn't work out. And really bad call on the umpires. Don't get me into that one, but. Um, it was just weird ending. Um, but along the way I built a lot of like a really strong relationship with my mm-hmm. high school coach. Cause he, um, kind of opened me up as a player, um, because I was quiet. I wasn't necessarily quiet. I talked and stuff like that, but he told me I could be myself. And mm-hmm. once that was able to happen, next thing you know, um, I started pitching like everything was every Monday. It was my day mm-hmm. or if we had a game Tuesday. And I just started pitching super well. Um, I just remember the 20K game that I had. Um, and then the following week after that, I almost had another one. Um, How many and then Ks it just kept in that going. one? Uh, I had 15 in five innings. Jeez. And they pulled me because of pitch count, because mm-hmm. of the high school pitch count. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it, it was just like one of those moments where it just felt unreal. Yeah. That this is the opportunity, all the hard work kind of paid off. Um, but then everything changed once obviously I got to college, like I was going off to college. They send us to the summer bridge, um, like the early freshmen show up for the summer program. A lot of colleges do that. And, um, I liked it. I mean, I loved OSU. There was nothing wrong with that, um, place and everything about it was awesome. But I got along freshman year was like nothing more that I can expect. We, we're a really good team my freshman year. I learned a lot from a lot of my peers around me and a lot of the teammates. Um, I just remember one of the teammates, uh, Trevor Boone, he's a, um, he actually, like, I remember him saying, like, I'm not a leader, so don't ask me for questions or anything. I just lead by example. So wow. I'm like, okay. And I was a little confused at what he meant. And then watching him play, you can see what he meant. It's crazy. Um, he just played with some chip on his shoulder. And I kind of learned that there was different types of ways to hmm. showing leadership that, was interesting to see, but um, it was cool that my freshman year, that seniors did a very good job of bringing us the younger ones under their wings. And I learned a lot and pitching coach, Rob Walton, I learned a lot. Um, and under the head coach of Josh holiday, there was just so much experience coming from it. And plus Matt holiday being there, there's just a lot of information being shot at me my freshman year, which was awesome. I mean, I just kind of, soaked it all in and we went to a super regional yeah. we won the big 12 tournament like you, it was just a freshman year that like wow this is for it surreal that's um, crazy but what was really really cool about my freshman year was actually playing for the savannah bananas oh sick. Um, okay when i went down there yeah i went down there my fresh at right after my freshman yeah. year and um i didn't know what to expect yeah because um one of the coaches one of the assistant coaches used to be there um told me he goes, do you like playing in front of 7,500 fans? And I was like, who wouldn't? Yeah. He goes, do you like dancing in front of 7,500 people? And I'm like, what do you mean dancing? And he's like, you're going to be dancing. I'm like, at a baseball game? What are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, you're going to be pitching and you're going to be dancing and you're going to be going up in stands. You're going to be involved. Yeah. And I'm like, I had no idea what I was expecting when I went in there. But uh, based off all the people, like one of the players actually played there the year before that. Yeah. He said he's, he said I was going to love it. Okay. And he was right. I, I loved it. It was definitely different, yeah. but it was awesome how they tried, at least in 2019, they kept the baseball game, the baseball game. Yeah. They kept uh, all the dancing stuff on the side, but it was awesome to see how many fans. Like, I met somebody from Europe. Wow. And I was like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, we know Savannah Bananas. Yeah. All the way over there. And I'm like, this is 
it was cool. I mean, yeah. you know how far they've come. Oh, now. yeah. It was a cool experience. Um, but coming back from my sophomore year. What was your favorite? Because um, I started at Savannah. Like, what was your favorite Savannah banana moment? Because I've talked to guys who played on the team uh, before they went full like bananas. Uh, and they were talking about had different experiences, dancing, choreographed dancing. What was your favorite moment? Because obviously they have so much cool stuff there. There was quite a bit of favorite moments um, on and off the field. Like um, dancing was actually, I was terrible at dancing. I it was not good at all. Um, but I danced in majority of the home games mm-hmm. just because I knew that it, it was just part of the, just the Savannah world. Yeah. And I just knew that part of it, nobody else was going to do it. And I was kind of like, you know what, I'll do it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And um they got the name Dancing King. Um, they put it on the Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, I, I don't know if you'd call me Dancing." They King, called you the Dancing King. I danced a little. Yeah, they put That's it on so- their Twitter like Dancing King Nate Peterson, and I'm yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> I was a little confused. I was like, "I don't remember ever being called that when I was there." But it's probably because I dance in almost every single game with wow. another kid too. Uh, that was from Kentucky, uh, Alec. I think it was named Alex okay. Deegan, and he was kind of he kind of brought out my like, like I did in high school where I just can be myself and I mm. pitched really well because of it at Savannah. Cause I remember I had, I think me and this other lefty, I think it was like 23 straight or 24 straight inning scoreless. I think it wow. was. You, you mentioned a couple of times. Really well and I started. No, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I started in Savannah towards the end of the year too. Mm. So um, it was kind of like a bunch of different roles I was able to learn, but go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, you mentioned a couple of times about finding yourself, um, especially in high school, or being yourself, I guess. Um, you talk about being yourself in high school. Your coach allowed you to be yourself in high school, and you started to thrive, and then you could be yourself with the Savannah Bananas. Um, what does that mean to you, like, being yourself? Like, were you at some point thinking, like, you had to perform a different way? Or, like, what what was that, what does that all entail? Because that's yeah. interesting to me. It's um, To me, it's very important as a player to not – like obviously it's a, it's just a game when it comes down to the end of the day. Right. Um, and for me to be the most, for most players, I feel like to be successful is to be in an atmosphere where they can be themselves. Mm. And that's meaning of where if they want to yell on the mound after a strikeout and really let that person know that you just yeah. struck out, do it. Like nobody's going to judge you for it. Do it. If you want to bat flip respectfully, but if yeah. you want to bat flip and be, have that swag walking in the back, bat flip on a home run, do it. If that makes you mm-hmm. perform better, do it. Obviously you got to have certain boundaries that you don't push it so far that you disrespect the other team, but, or if you want to dance in the end of the dugout and get it, like do whatever you can to make the game fun and smile. Mm-hmm. And like, like there's players that I can name all over the place. Like I've played with and seen on TV that when they smile, that's why they're the best player in the game. I mean, easiest example is Mike Trout. He's always smiling. And it's just like, it's because he can be himself. And then that's, I'm a big believer that if you can be yourself and you're not in an atmosphere where you always have to feel like it's just like a drill sergeant type thing, then the game is just opens up different opportunities for you. Um, And that's like kind of what happened at OSU is just everything kind of, I got hard on myself um, because um, coming into my sophomore year, um, they told me I had an opportunity to start and I was really excited for it. Um, but things just kept changing for me. Like they changed my arm slot and, hmm. and I'm not really, wasn't really sure why they did, but I wasn't going to disagree with them. And it's just kind of like when they say you need to do something, you need to do something They're your coach. Um, and then by the end of the day, it's your career. That's what I realized later yeah. on. And, um, I was like, like I, I'm like, I didn't initially drop my arm significantly, but they had me thrown across my body hmm. and I wasn't really a fan of it. And, um, I had, it didn't really have a good fall my sophomore year. I mean, I was kind of getting hit around a lot. Do you think that has to do with, um, I didn't like it. Yeah. Do you think that has to do with something uh, along the lines of them telling you to change? Maybe you weren't fully on board or maybe you were just le- learning how to pitch a different way. And that just kind of derailed your whole season or year. Yeah, it just it just kind of like it kind of felt like something where like I didn't take control in time. Mm. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like a learning experience where I'm like, okay, well maybe if I would have said I disagree with it, maybe I would have pitched a little bit differently in the fall, sure. and things would have been differently. 
um, because it came in springs. Like when I came back from the winter break, I went, I just went back to where I was at, like coming back from Savannah mm-hmm. and I pitched pretty well in the spring. Like I was like, all right, let's go. Like, yeah. let's get this going. Like I'm back to where I was at. My velocity was back up. And How then they told me that then? I had a chance. Um, probably 90, 92, okay. Um, but when they dropped my arm slot, I was like 88 consistently, but I had a little bit of sink. So I was like, maybe that will get out, mm. but didn't. <laughs> um, and I had a really hard time with my changeup too. And that's probably why they dropped, dropped my slot. Mm. Um, because I could not figure out the changeup. They also gave me a, t- like had me learn a 12, six when I first got to college too. I liked that pitch. So I didn't really complain because it was sure. really um, but I just remember velocity just kept fluctuating that whole sophomore year in the fall and I was getting real frustrated. And then when sophomore year came around, um, they told me that I was a lefty out of the pen and I was like, okay, just like my freshman year, mm-hmm. I had no problem with it. And they said I had a chance to start in a midweek, so I would get my opportunity. So I was just going to wait. Yeah. Um, obviously in my head, I was like, well, I didn't do so well because they had me as a starter in the fall. But since I didn't pitch very well in the fall, I can understand why they were going with the out of the pen. I pitched against Arkansas mm-hmm. um, in the fall too, and I pitched really well actually against them. And then against Vanderbilt when we did the Arkansas Vanderbilt yeah. fall matchup that we like to do every year that they did, um, and we like then like kind of like the opportunities kind of fell apart when COVID mm. hit. Oh sure. Um, COVID all came in and everything just kind of like, it happened so fast. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really know how to explain it. Like I remember walking out, I think it was Thursday. I think it was that it was the first day of the news. And I was super excited for the series because we were just about to start playing at O'Bright stadium. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, this yeah. is going to be sick. We're going to get tons of fans. Like I, I, at that point, I didn't care if I was going to play or not. I was just happy to be there in the environment. And in the environment it's just in my family we're all coming and we're playing mm-hmm. um i was super excited and yeah. then the coach pulled us up like right before practice and goes guys we're going home we're going home Dang. and we're like what like we thought he was joking with us yeah. just to give us an off day before the series mm-hmm. and, and he goes no like did you guys see the news and then we checked off all of us went in and checked our phones <laughs> and they're like yeah games are being canceled places are being Closed wow. and I'm like, whoa, this is happening fast. And then not mm-hmm. 30 minutes later, NCAA cancels the World Series and yeah. March Madness, and everything just happened quick. And they said it's supposed to be two weeks. And next thing you know, it was what a year and Dude, a half. Dude, that's crazy and how everyone's like, it's going to be a couple weeks. We'll get things back, and then it's it's like even now, like two three years later, it's like still, you know, I mean, it's not as big, but like it's crazy that it's it seems like the last three years have completely just flown by, you know. Oh yeah. I got it's what is it 2023 now? Yeah, it's already been almost crazy. three years yeah. since then. Like, yeah, wow, in March, you'll be three years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that was like a blessing in disguise. Okay, um, the whole COVID thing it sucked. The opportunity at Oklahoma State was already at its uh, last ends, I felt like, but. I was still determined because my dad kept pushing me and like mm-hmm. love him for it. But at the same time, I was like, all right. Um, because he just did not like it. That's when I started thinking about the transfer process. Yeah. And, um, because I just really, really wanted to start. Um, I wanted it really bad and I wanted the opportunity to show myself so I could see if I can get to the next level. Yeah. And more and more, I realized that relieving is just putting me in the background and I sure. just didn't want to be there. Um, and while you were so at I Oklahoma that, though, like while you're at Oklahoma, before we talk about your other college, um, how was the football there? Because obviously it's a huge. Like they have a really good team, and I, I don't know what how they were the year you were there. But like, um, did coach let you guys go to tailgates, or did he guys have you practicing in the mornings? Yeah, he let us. He let us uh, go to tailgates my freshman year. Okay, um, and somewhat my fo- sophomore year. Um, it, the football atmosphere there is yeah. insane. It's bananas. Um, like it couldn't like. COVID didn't even stop it the following year. Like it's the, I mean, obviously the stadium count was a little bit down, but yeah. it was still crazy. Um, it, it was, I couldn't ask for a better school to go to for a football yeah. atmosphere, especially it's, it's just pure sport there. Mm-hmm. Like their facilities on every aspect of everything was good. Yeah. And their head and, coach is just electric <laughs> or he was when he, he yeah, was Gundy. Yeah. Gundy. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole mullet that he does, yep, that he rocks. Yep. I mean, I, I didn't see him do it this year. That's uh, it. Kind of threw me off a little bit when I didn't see a mullet on him. But um, I'm still a huge OSU football fan. Yeah. I like watching them. I just like the way they do things there, and um, it's just one of those things that gave me chills still to the day is their intro and i'm just like wow this is pretty cool especially as a freshman mm -hmm. just there and it's just a big stadium because i never been to their football game before i was there i've been to their basketball game because my grandpa took me but mm -hmm. i've never been and a wrestling match actually their wrestling matches are crazy nice um because they're one of the top their top three in the nation every year for really? it so okay um but I was never to a football game. I always watched it on TV, but just never been there. But then wow. I was there and I was like, wow, this is cool. cool. Tailgating's fun. The people are nice. Um, especially the rivalries, the OU and OSU oh, yeah. rivalry. How was the, that game? game. That, that's fun. That, <laughs> even though we lost yeah. my sophomore year, I mean, not lost. We kind of got blown out, stomped on, yeah. but um, it's still fun. Um, but the Bedlam series too, like, when I was there for baseball, it was still really cool. Is there the same rivalry uh, the um, in on uh, for football as there is for baseball? Like same teams, the same rivalries on, on the football baseball side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. We still have the Bedlam, um, okay. and then they have the Red River rivalry too in Texas OU. Mm -hmm. um, we just both me both OSU and OU in agreement that tech, we did not like Texas yeah. at all. Oh yeah, like we had our own little feuds and stuff, but. We did not like Texas. It's just the way it was. So did you guys like? Is that like maybe your favorite team to play against? Where like you're just like, all right, fans are a little actually are a little extra chirpy. I just want to like shove and make sure I you know we're just dominating these guys. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like we when we played Texas, we wanted it like we swept in my freshman year. Oh nice, um, and that was huge. Um, and then OU, same thing. We beat them, and then TCU, we beat them. Like my freshman year, we were really really good. Yeah. And, um, like we were taught, we were number nine in rankings, I think going into the off season when we, when we shouldn't have been or not off season, um, playoffs yeah. or NCAA tournament. And we shouldn't have been, but, yeah. um, that's kind of what we got ranked because we won the big 12 tournament and yeah. we thought we were going to get ranked high, Higher, at yeah. least number seven or six. And no, we got put at nine and we paired against Texas tech in the super regional. And that was a battle that i'll never forget um like that super regional was crazy like talk about fans that get rowdy yeah. texas tech fans get pretty rowdy like, were I, they I, super I, like, chirpy? respectful ones but oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> hey they 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 would really chirp but out of all the texas teams that had the best chirps is actually none of the ones in the big 12 it's the ones down way south is texio grand valley really what was some um, of the ones they would say that was my first a funny weekend chirp. series funniest chirp um as they called our uh, pitching coach colonel sanders when he was walking off the mound and um they were yelling like ch -ch -ch chia to our trainer yeah because he had a buzz cut and like they chirped me too and um because i came in for one of the games and i was a lefty specialist at the time mm -hmm. and i threw like i think four pitches or something like that and then the guy came after me picked off the four first more than i threw to home and they were like, hey, 44, he threw more pitches over to first than he did to home. And I was like, oh, thanks. I was like, this is my freshman year. It was my first series yeah. ever, like, as a freshman. And that's what it was. And there was three guys always right behind our dugout saying the same things. Not necessarily the same things, but there's some other stuff that they said. that I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. those fans <laughs> are – They were they funny. They were funny, too, so I couldn't really, couldn't really complain because a lot yeah. of them were pretty funny. That's true. That's true. Okay. So let's get back into like your college stuff. Um, obviously you transferred to Illinois, Chicago. Um, you, you go to, what, what was that, that process like? Like, why did you pick them? Were there other schools that you were interested in? Um, and like maybe what were some of the yeah. biggest differences? Um, so, uh, in the whole transferring process, like the students I entered the transfer portal, like the first week, they're one of the first schools that reached out to mm -hmm. me and they recruited me in high school too. Okay. Um, but I just didn't have as much interest in them in high school because I was in, I was young looking for a big school and dream mm -hmm. school and stuff like that. But at that point in my junior year, I was looking for an opportunity sure. and I was looking for a new home and a, kind of like a family atmosphere. Um, and UIC fit all those categories mm -hmm. when I first went, like, as I kind of thought about it further and further and further, cause I was going to go to, um, down to Angelo state. I think that's what they call it. ASU down in, uh, um, Texas 
and he's at Angelo State. I don't remember. I'm, I'm not or, sure. te- or West Texas A&M. Yeah. I was probably going to go there. The, there are two really good D2s, and I was kind of like, okay, like maybe I can get my opportunity there. But then I got wind that just my size and just the competition isn't the same D1, D2. Mm-hmm. Like they, D2s can tell you all they want that they can beat D1s. And there are some really good D2s that mm-hmm. probably can. And it's just, it's not that. It's just their conference and how consistent and how good it is and pitching against them. So I was looking for an opportunity to get to the next level, but at the same time, take it, like help a team out and get to um, an NCAA tournament. And um, I mean, I remember talking to UCF. I remember talking to University of Minnesota. Um, I remember um, who else was, there was a few other teams. I mean, I didn't really pay attention to any other teams, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a whole bunch of D2s and some JUCOs, but I knew I wasn't going to go to the JUCO route because I was a junior. And I was like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. Um, but I was technically a sophomore eligibility-wise mm-hmm. um, because of the uh, COVID. Right. And then I redshirted my junior year. Oh, okay. Um, because um, coming into that junior year, um, I lost a bunch of weight. And then my VLO was like 88, 89 again. But I lost a lot of weight um, because I just didn't feel like I was athletic enough anymore. So that was kind of leading into the process of the transfer. Mm. Um, but that like, I think it was like five or six weeks span where like one week I was 90, 91 next week I was 92, 93. And then it was like 93, 94. And then I just kept bumping up. Um, and then that's because I got stronger after I dropped all that weight. But then UIC saw that and they were one of the only schools that just kept kept like giving me time mm-hmm. but they kept like reiterating things and telling me like the opportunity that i was going to have there and they one of the only schools that saw me as the friday night guy okay so i was like okay that could be an opportunity yeah so my summer coach played there um back in like 2012 i think it was his graduation year um that's where he played and he was a center fielder there and he played there I don't remember how many years, four years, I think it was. Um, but also the head coach, Mac, because the other head coach resigned, but then Mac took over, played junior college with my high school coach. So nice. there was two connections there that I was didn't even, wasn't even, or like one connection I wasn't even aware of, but mm-hmm. Steve, I knew. Yeah. And I talked to Steve for a while and he's like, hey man, like I know it's Chicago and it's like, not really like it's completely different from Stillwater. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know how you're going to like it, but in terms of teams and the way they run things there, they're a blue collar team and they're going to give you an opportunity and you'll probably learn some things there that you probably haven't learned yet. I'm like, all right. Um, And I gave him a shot. Um, And as soon as I stepped foot on that campus, I've never felt so welcome. That's awesome. Um, That wasn't treated. I wasn't treated any different than anybody else. I wasn't treated like a, power five transfer coming in i was treated like a normal player a normal teammate and i built probably the closest friends i've had and since being in college because i have my close friends from high school but since being in college i built a whole bunch of close friends there and i mean it was pretty cool experience i mean we challenged ourselves in the off season that's one one big reason i chose Mm -hmm. them too is because their preseason schedule was like always top notch i mean they played vandy they played tennessee they played um like last year we played arkansas um we could have beat them two games like i could say could have but we could have beat them two games because we were down there for a four game series and it snowed when we were down there so it made the whole schedule messed up but i was supposed to pitch friday and i got bumped up up thursday and things were just all weird up weirded out there um but no like they competed like i can just see it that we were playing for the guy next to us Mm -hmm. like i can just see how much different there was no Oh, I was the number 50 player in the state. It was like, no, we, we came here to play hard and we're going to work hard and we're going to outplay somebody else because they were one of the, my favorite phrases is like, they may be the best on paper, but are they the best today? Ooh, that's and, good. and that's what we live by. And then we always said, um, what was the one thing? Oh, uh, we didn't like saying so what our coach, our coach did not like that. Like, so what? And like, he just, he just hated it. Like he's yeah. like, it is so what like it is so what it makes him like he thinks it made us get into a different mindset mm. um so he just kind of just said um something like i don't remember a phrase i don't really know why i remember because there were so many of them that we lived by um oh chicago tough 
He was always just saying Chicago tough, saying all that stuff. That's why we wore the baby blues because he's like, that's Chicago's color and it's Chicago tough and kept reiterating it with us. And um, we all lived by it. But I mean, the team was just a different experience for me than I was at OSU. Like everybody was playing for the man next to each other. I mean, OSU was like that my freshman year and sophomore year and stuff like that. But COVID kind of fringed things with the bigger roster and stuff. And I don't, I liked most of the guys on the team at OSU, um, but it's just, maybe it was different for me because I just wasn't getting any opportunity there. What was the biggest um, thing you learned in college? Like maybe the biggest thing you can take back or pass on to a younger guy heading into college. Like what was that big, maybe one lesson you've learned? Um, take control of what you can control and the things that you can't control, let go. Um, meaning that if you see an opportunity in front of you, don't hesitate to reach it because then it can turn into something out of your control. Um, and then you can go, what if, okay. and that's one thing that I was very happy that I did is that I saw an opportunity in front of me and the transfer looked bad. Like my dad was treating it as a bad thing, but I saw it as an opportunity for me to go somewhere else and get an opportunity to get to the next level and help another team out. Um, but just like my biggest thing for me is that a lot of times, like even in, when I'm on the mountain, sometimes I get frustrated with things that I can't control. And this year, especially with UIC, it was kind of like a mental, like they have a mental coach there um, to help you. Like you can talk to him whenever you need to, but he taught me just kind of like the best way to get yourself out of the state of like getting frustrated of a blooper or frustrated at a bad call from an umpire is not necessarily breathe. It's not necessarily to do that. It's just realize that you can't control it. So why get frustrated over it? So get frustrated at something else that you could have controlled mm. um, and now execute that better. Yeah. So like a pitch, like if you miss your spot and he hammers a ball, then you can get frustrated at that and then fix the next pitch. Don't get miss, mad at the fact that you didn't miss your spot and he hammered it. Mm. So there's nothing you can do about that. You executed your pitch. Mm-hmm. So like, that's what he told me to just control the controllables and the uncontrollables just let go. Yeah. It's crazy how, no, we're not crazy, but it's, it's so wild how important the mental side um, is to, to the baseball players. Cause it's, it's such a huge thing um, because there's been such good players who, because of the mental side, they couldn't handle it. They, you know, they maybe um, faltered or didn't go as far as they could have gone. Uh, but it's, it's really important. Like the mental side of baseball for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. My dad kept reiterating to me and even coaches, it's 90% mental, 10% mm-hmm. physical. And it's it's a tough game. They can get under people's skins and stuff. But the people that stick it out, the longest are the ones that get in the, get their opportunity and they realize that it's, it's a game of failure. Like once you realize that, then there's no stopping you. And you got your opportunity, bro. Like I said, like you got drafted, I think, what, eighth round uh, by the by the yeah. Brewers. Um, at what point did you realize like, oh, man, this is – this is happening because like, and then you said your dad was kind of like, eh, is this the right move to do? Obviously it is because it worked for you. Um, but when did you realize yeah, yeah. like the draft um, was a thing? I realized it um, that the draft opportunity and my dad kind of realized that my choice was smart. Um, once um, actually I got on campus at UIC, um, I pitched really well over the summer because I played for the St. Cloud Rocks and they gave me a starting opportunity and I pitched in that showcase Um uh, it was the Northwoods Pro Showcase stuff that they do every year. Yeah. And um, I pitched really well. I mean, my Vila was good. Everything was good. And um, I got talked to by some scouts, and I kind of realized, I'm like, okay, maybe the opportunity is starting to wake up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I remember Mac calling me as I was driving to campus. Um, I literally went from summer ball. I never I, – I wasn't home for a nine-month period at a time at one point because I went straight from summer ball, didn't go home. I went straight all the way there, all the way to campus. And I moved in from my house family to my campus. And, um, and I just remember him calling me and going like, Hey, like I just had five people call me about you. Like, Oh wow. You have a chance. And like, I'm super excited for you to come to campus. And he wasn't being specific with me who called Mm -hmm. me. Like he just didn't want me to get all like, all like that. But then I kind of realized that the, more and more as the year went on towards the end of the year, I was having like at, it was like at home visits, but it was more of like in the locker room, I was Mm -hmm. visiting with scouts and zoom calls and stuff. And that's when like, I called my dad and my dad reality is it that I'm getting drafted. Like there's a really, really high chance that I'm going to. Yeah. And he's like, what makes you say that? And I sent him the MOB link and I showed him what it is. And he's like, 
you have 22 different teams interested in you? I'm like, yes. And he's like, so cool. okay, yeah, you're going to have to start thinking about the draft process now. And I'm like, yes, I know. And that's when I had to start thinking about agent, mm-hmm. if I need one. And it was just a whole process. And um, But once that realization came true, I mean, I remember him saying that, like, you made the right choice. And I'm super proud. Like, he told me that he was happy that I mm-hmm. Hold on here. Let me uh, put you back in. That oh. process came out. There you are. Sorry, you had you had, you had cut it and, out. Um, you had cut out. So I'm just gonna. Can you can you say okay, that last couple of things? Um, whenever I realized that the draft process was yeah. there, I just remember Flood and Mac kind of talking to me about it. And he, they said that um, you're not coming back next year. Like oh, they wow. told me that straight yeah. to my face about, I think it was like a week, week before the season started. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we don't expect you to come back this year. Wow. Um, and I'm like, why do you say that? And he goes, just, just based off all the stuff that scouts have been saying about you. Yeah. And this is stuff that we've seen mm-hmm. and how much, like I improved a lot when I was at UIC, like my change up. Like over the summer, it got better, but the change of just got really, really good. And then just the pure command, how much I focused on that, um, because I thought I had a walking issue mm-hmm. and that was holding me back. But I turned out to, it wasn't necessarily that much because I only had 20 walks in this last season and was it 89 innings pitch. So I felt like that was a huge jump with 105 strikeouts like that or 102. That was something I'm still very proud of that yeah. I was able to do that. Um, but that's when I went off in the summer and I was, I was at home for like a month. I didn't really do anything because yeah. um, the agency that I was with told me like, I didn't need to do anything. I already did enough, yeah. but the draft was so late. It was kind of a weird process. Um, but that's when I knew that opportunity was like, I kept, I just, I just, God, I'm like, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Like, I'm super excited. Like, mm-hmm. I want this to happen. I'm down at one point because um, I was already accepted it and I've already realized that I'm just going to, I'm going to try to stay humble as possible because I, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person that just rubs it in everybody's face. Yeah. And I've always, like, my dad's always taught me that, like, just be humble. Like, sure. don't big league anybody. Um, but that's just kind of one of those things where, like, I remember, the day of draft day, I've never seen my mom ever get antsy about anything. Never. I like, bet. she's always been the calm person. And then that day, whenever I got a phone call, she's like, Nate, your phone's ringing. I'm like, Mom, it's grandma. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's on her way Chill over. Out. And she's like, Oh, and I'm like, You need to calm down. And she's like, Oh, well, you just like, got to be by your phone. And I'm like, Mom, and the draft hasn't even started yet. <laughs> she's like, she was it was kind of a cool thing to see my mom my dad and all that kind of stuff but the draft day was it was nuts but it was like a dream come true that day that came like it was almost like a few weeks before that too i was almost like is this actually happening mm-hmm. in my dreaming but um because i just dreamt of that day and when it came to it was just like looking back through the journey i went through in college and even high school it was like it all paid off yeah. um, at the end of the day and it's all worth it um because I'm still going. It's not done yet. Oh, but, yeah. It's the new beginning. Um, yeah, it's just awesome to get my foot in the door, and especially with a program like the Brewers. Like, yeah. um, I haven't heard nothing but good things from when I got drafted by them, and I was super excited because um, there was – it was – it's definitely definitely a, kind of like, like I'm lost for words still to this day about mm-hmm. it. Like once I get my feet wet a little bit more as the years go on, but – it's uh i'm excited for this year super super excited yeah what was that first thing you bought because obviously you uh drafted in the eighth round decent signing bonus like what was that first maybe dumb purchase you bought where you're like all right uh i went from being a broke college kid to now i have a little bit of money in my bank um i haven't even uh, spent any of it really yet um i mean i got a new phone and a new watch and um 
I talked to my family about getting my dad a new truck, like you're helping him out with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that hasn't really happened because now I need a new car because my car is kind of falling apart. So um, that's going to be in the process. But I'm trying to think what was my first. I think it was new shoes, to be honest with you. What did you get? I think I went and got myself um, these Vans that like, I don't know if they're not around me right now, yeah. but I got these Vans that I wanted for a while. And um, I was just, I just ran across them when I was in Phoenix because uh, kind of like the whole process happened. I'm yep. like, I can get these now. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about money anymore. And then um, I obviously, uh, me and the family went out in Phoenix too. We went out to dinner. Um, that was all on the same day. Um uh, because my grandma, grandpa, my uncle, my whole dad's sides in Phoenix. So I got to celebrate with them too so cool. whenever I went down there. Um, so the spring training is going to be, uh, I have no idea how many family members are coming, but it's going to be a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. I talked to, uh, um, oh man, Cam Robinson. He's on the Brewers now. He's just got added to their 40 man. When he got his, when he got drafted, um, he bought a, a mailman Jeep. Um, a Jeep with like you, that you drive on the opposite side. So he was driving like European style with these huge wheels on his Jeep. That was his big purchase. Um, until I think he had got it in a wreck or something a couple years later. But so it, it's people buy different things. I mean, hey, you're gonna get yourself a car. Maybe you'll get something different. But uh, um, that's that's so cool. Um, yeah, like I was actually one of the first purchases I I wanted to buy really bad was a boat. Oh, okay. Um, because the brewer set us up right next to Cabela's, and I, every day I would be walking by the boat that I wanted so bad. And yeah. I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do that yet. I can't do that yet. And my grandpa's like, look at that. I'm like, stop. I can't get that yet. <laughs> You're not helping out. Because I'm a huge fisherman. Oh. I'm more of a fisherman than I am a hunter, okay. speaking of that, but that's yeah. why I wanted it really bad. That's crazy. That's so cool. So um, let's talk about real quick before we end. Um, heading into 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 rookie ball, you obviously go there for a couple of weeks, about a month or so. Um, how was that experience going mm-hmm. from college to now you're in Arizona in rookie ball? Um, it was definitely everything that I didn't expect. It was more. <laughs> oh, okay. And, uh, like in a good yeah, way. It was. It was in a good way okay. yeah because I got down there. Um, like I was expecting everything to be obviously awesome because my grandpa. Fun, funny stories. My grandpa walked into the facility when he wasn't even supposed to, and I was coming down there two days later, and they made a joke. They made a joke out of it that my grandpa just wanders along, and he literally was wandering the whole facility. Well, did like, he just walk doing? in? Just walk in? To go in there. Yeah, he just he just walked in to walk in, or like I think it was the store. I think is where he was trying okay. to get to, and he just kind of went around the gate. And I don't really remember how how it got in, but it was just it was a funny story. Yeah. And they told him he had to leave. Um, but obviously, once the game started in the stadium, he can go over there and mm-hmm. go over there and watch his uh, parent stuff. But no, I mean, I, I got there and I learned everything that they had in front of me, like everything, like all the technology, all the coaches, the knowledge, the just everything. Like it's in my own hands if my career goes to crap. Mm-hmm. Because if I can't use these tools to get to the big league level, it's my fault, not yeah. anybody else's. And that's why I was like, okay, like I got everything I want right here in front of me. Like, let's utilize it. Like I just remember like every couple of days I'd be talking to the coaches about track man and my videos and stuff of what I can improve and what I need to do. And coaches were more than willing, obviously to help and stuff. And, um, that full month I was there, I learned a lot and, um, it was it was a really cool experience getting down there and obviously putting on a brewer uniform whenever I had my last name on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's like, oh, I'm already there. Like, I already made it. But no, yeah. like, it's it's just one of those things. It's like, wow, it's cool like, moment, though. only if. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was cool. Um, obviously, I met some uh, guys that um, I played against, um, like Robert Moore, who's one of them that I pitched oh, against. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I met him. And, um, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, hey, what's up? And then... Um, I met some guys that um, I've heard of before, and um, actually, just recently, my teammate that at UIC just signed with the Brewers. Oh, so nice. it was just kind of like I think a free agent. Now I'm gonna have him down there. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's he played any ball for a year, uh, or not for a year, for like a month or so, and then he's been ticking up in velocity ever ever so since. Cool. So and then the Brewers just recently gave him an opportunity. So. That's gonna be cool to have him mm-hmm. there, but no, it's it's it was definitely like everything I didn't expect, but yeah. in a good way. Like I just didn't realize how much resources that 
a minor leaguer has in that area, and I would say, mm-hmm. in the spring training area that I could utilize. I mean, it might be different when I get down there for spring training because mm-hmm. there was only, what, 60, 50 of us down there when we first got down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and now when we get down there, it's probably going to be 100 plus. Yeah. So it's like, we'll see how that goes. Um, but, no, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, it was cool to uh, meet new people. Um, and then I, at the same time, too, one I didn't expect and normally – told me um that it was 90 percent um spanish speakers when i got down yeah, there. yeah a bunch of guys from the I dominicans throwing like uh, triple digits and <laughs> yeah i was not ready for that like yeah. i was thrown off a little bit i still i probably should learn a little bit more spanish myself <laughs> My so help. i can um uh, talk to them and uh, be a good teammate with them yeah. and stuff because some of them are pretty funny yeah um some of them are really cool guys and stuff and um like I just remember playing hacky sack most of the time with them and rookie ball with them. And that was cool. Like it's just, uh, I just learned a lot when I was down there and just seeing how much talent there is. And obviously you saw it all in college, but then mm-hmm. once you get there, you're like, Oh wow. These yeah. guys are pretty good. Yeah. Um, what is, uh, what is one thing you're looking forward to in for spring training or for this upcoming season? It's going to be your first full season, your first spring training. Um, what is maybe one thing you're just looking forward to for this upcoming season? Um, I'm just, I'm looking forward to get my feet wet, um, just to, to get in there and compete and show what I got and show me what, show everybody what I, what got mm-hmm. me there. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just excited to, um, uh, put a uniform on that has brewers on it. And, um, obviously it's, I'll be in the minor league system to start mm-hmm. out. And, um, but I'm just excited to get to work. Yeah. Um, because it's just, I know the journey is just starting, mm-hmm. but. I just want to see, like, I, I want to get there. Like, uh, it's like, let's get going. Let's yeah. get the show on the road. Like, like that's, I hear I'm that. anxious. This whole off season, I've been anxious. That's so cool. And like, but, once you get, once you get started and situated, we're going to have to have you come back on. And like, we're going to have to talk about minor leagues. Cause I love talking to guys about their stories. Um, and you're going to, you're going to low way is no joke, man. There's some places in there. Like it's the middle of nowhere. Um, high A isn't, is <laughs> the same way. There's a bunch of random cities you're going to be traveling to. Um, but it's gonna be a bunch of cool experiences that you're gonna have. Um, and you're gonna be a ton of cool people. Um, like I said, once you get to high A, dude, like I'm, I'm there. Like we're gonna have to do this in person. Yeah, yeah, that's it's one thing too. I told a lot of my friends here in Minnesota. I was like, you guys should come out and watch if I make oh, it. Oh, for high sure. A. And um, we'll see because I, I think it's just depending on how spring training goes yeah. is where I'll end up. But we'll see. Um, yeah, uh, I'm just excited to get started. I, I don't care where I end up right yeah. away. I just want to play. Yeah, and that's that's just like let's get started for sure, and that's a good spot to end this here. Like I said, we'll have to do this again, but um, I do want to thank you for coming on, Nate. Uh, it's been huge talking to you. Yeah, no problem. Um, I love talking baseball. I can probably t- spend like fifty minutes here. I can even talk longer if, if you know if we, if uh, no one stops me. But it's definitely I'm excited to see what you're doing in the in the organization, man. I'm excited to see your your career moving forward and stuff. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.